Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, little audible time. Checking out. Checking out of the segment as I finish writing this direct message. Checking off. Rod Marinelli's coming up at 8.20. Babe Laufenberg at 8.40. But guys, and RJ, don't look at the computer. Don't look at the computer, Bobby. Stay away from it as well. Jason Hatfield Tolo just sent me, you know, yesterday we ranked the quarterbacks in the NFC and the NFL because normally your fate comes down to the quarterback. Dan Orlovsky just ranked all 14 quarterbacks in the playoffs. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. All right. Number one, Patrick Mahomes. Okay. Number two, y'all get on the fan cam too. <laughs> oh, God. Twitch or YouTube. Remember my goal for the show is have Bobby throw a tantrum once an hour. We're two for two. We're about to be three for three. Now, this this is. We're about to be three for three. This is going off this year only. I don't I know assume. what it is. It's NFL playoffs starting QB rankings. That's what it is. Okay. Mahomes one, Burrow two. Okay. Josh yeah. Allen three. All right. No, no, no. I have no arguments. I can't argue Joe Burrow two. Fine. Jalen Hurts four. I think you and I had Hurts at four yesterday. We did because we're correct. Bobby had him at eight. The Ringer had him at nine yesterday. The ring is that What's Bill the- Simmons's thing? Yeah. Yeah. Bill's, yeah. yeah. Okay. Disqualified. Disqualified. Oh, okay. Right. You guys hate greatness. That makes sense. You love we Bill hate Simmons. Guys who sound like this. You love so, Bill Simmons. Simmons. The last couple uh, of years is not quite what it is, but Simmons is a legend to me. A, le- a legend. Okay. Unless we're ranking the Celtics, I don't want to hear from him. Simmons is great. Number five, I used to love his writing. Number five, Justin Herbert. I think I had Lawrence and Herbert six, but I can't argue <laughs> with it. <laughs> this is set up for like Dak at twelve or something. Number six, Lamar Jackson, who's not going to play. If, if he was healthy, I wouldn't argue it. I wouldn't necessarily do it, but I wouldn't argue it. Okay. All right, Dan's writing me back right now. Number seven, Tom Brock. Brady. <laughs> oh, Bobby, we're just getting started, brother. Brock Purdy is eight. We're just getting. We're getting. Uh, we're just, honestly, CBS put him at eight yesterday. Number eight, Daniel Jones. <laughs> so I've written. I've. I. I, I just DM or a lot. I'll, uh, I'll say it afterwards. Wow! What? 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 What a curveball! Number nine, Ooh. Trevor Lawrence. Got chills when you okay. said nine. Trevor Lawrence behind Daniel Jones. Yeah, I wouldn't put. I, I don't agree with Dan on that one. Okay, I want to see if this can even turn. See, choppy. I think Daniel, I want to see if this can turn choppy against Orlovsky. I think Orlovsky would put Daniel Jones high though because they have the same first name, Dan. Trevor Lawrence is nine. Yeah. Number ten, 
Geno Smith. Uh, I mean, he had a better year than Dak, but I wouldn't put him here. Number 11. <laughs> no, that was number 10, right? right. Yeah, so who's 11? Yeah. yeah. Num- number 11 is Kirk Cousins. Chop, this is your guy. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I, I can disagree with him. I can disagree with him. And now I'm going to go backwards. I want to go backwards because two things may have Bobby's head blow off. 14 is Skylar Thompson, which I don't know how you have two and Skylar Thompson on the same list. Uh, wait, did he have two? Oh, I'm sorry. He had Lamar. Yeah. He had Lamar who's not going to play. Two was out, by the way. Two was out. For so you, are, there, are there four more? Just let me coaches. just let me count. You 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 totally trying, lost track I'm of trying it. To write just stop up. interrupting me with the numbers. <laughs> I've, I've I haven't screwed up the numbers. Fourteen is Skylar Thompson. Uh huh. And number thirteen is Brock Purdy. Number twelve <laughs> of the playoff quarterbacks, according to Dan Orlovsky, is Rain Dakota Prescott. Yesterday, I think me and Bobby had him at five. We put Dak at five. So let me give you the list, Choppy, one through 14. Mahomes, Burrow, Allen, Hertz, Herbert, Lamar, Brady, Daniel Jones, Trevor, Geno, Cousins, Dak, Purdy, Skylar Thompson. He's two ahead of Skylar Thompson on Orlovsky's list. Now, the past couple of days, I've been trying to get Dan on. He's like, yeah, come on. I want to come on. And he keeps dodging it. You know, he's like, oh, I got a dentist appointment. I got the kids this hour. Oh, I got the kids next hour. And I made up my mind. I said, I'm not going to ask Orlovsky to come on. He knows we're trying to get him on. He's doing something weird. Well, he put that out, and I said, now. Like, now today, final hour of the show. (laughs) Now. You have to answer for this. He wrote back, I'll be on first take. I don't understand the issue. So, there we are. He doesn't understand the issue. He doesn't understand he doesn't understand why a morning show host on the home of the Cowboys is like furiously blowing him up, saying you have to answer for this right now. And he's like, I don't get it. That he's such a well. freaking coward, and he's such a little punk. Like, <laughs> there's, there's, there's. What about Purdy at thirteen? Is he, that offensive? He is, he is, he is as dishonest as anybody in media. Wow. Like to have to have Daniel Jones. All right, what's the most offensive chop? What's most offensive on this list? Um, yeah, having Daniel Jones ahead of Trevor Lawrence is the most offensive thing on this list. What about Daniel Jones over Cousins or Dak? Uh, having Daniel Jones over Lawrence, Geno, Kirk, and Dak is offensive. Um, look, I don't. I, I just. You, you, I think you guys are wrong. Dak's not five. He's also not number twelve either. Like he's closer to five than twelve. They're both offensive to me. You had him at six. Yeah, what, but what, now, what? That, now that I went back and think about it, he's more like seven or eight. Yeah, you had him at six. Well, that's because I, I didn't put Lamar in. I didn't put Lamar okay. in. Why is, it, it, why is it offensive? To have him at five? Yeah. Because he's not better than Herbert, and he's not better than Hertz, and he's not better than Allen, and he's not better than Burrow, and he's not better than Mahomes. These aren't like well, hot I, takes. I, I have. Well, I, I didn't say he was better than Mahomes. I didn't say he was better than Hertz. I don't, I don't know where you're pulling that but out yeah, of. I guess you had him ahead of Herbert. Yeah, I had him be, at Everts. Be, because, yeah, be, you did. That. Because, first off, Justin Herbert, you've been anti-Herbert, number one, throughout the year. Number two, so that's another choppyism. Well, no, number, I could be anti-Herbert, but still think he's better than Dak Prescott. Those I think he's a better player than Dak Prescott. Yeah. I said that Dak Prescott, I'm taking into account how you're playing right now, too. Dak Prescott had a better final month of the season than Justin Herbert. So, 
I, I sat in here and defended Dak winning the Philadelphia game on his own, playing well in some of the other games that people called him out for. He has I have more confidence in him scoring more points for the Cowboys than Herbert for the Chargers this weekend. That's the way my rankings go. I would never in a million years take Justin Herbert for the next five years or two years or one year over Dak Prescott, ever. I love Justin Herbert. But for this weekend and the way they've been playing, Dak last game aside, I would take Dak. That's my ranking. So you pushed back against the claim yesterday that you're, you've are you become anti-Dak. You say you're not anti-Dak, right? Right. Okay. Then how can you say you are anti-Herbert and he's better than Dak? I'm anti-Herbert being this, everyone anointed him as this elite quarterback. That's what I'm anti. I push back against the Justin Herbert, some elite quarterback. Elite quarterbacks don't sneak into the postseason, but he's better than Dak Prescott. Yeah, I, I have Herbert ahead of Dak. Yeah. But, but, but to say, I, like, you're anti-Herbert, but then not no, anti-Dak, anti, Herbert's, Herbert's better than I Dak. I think Herbert's a tremendous player. But I'm just like, I'm sick of this, like, everybody anointing him uh, as the next big thing. Like, give, give it a second here. I, like, it, look, or, about- Orlo- Orlovsky is freaking eight numbers in his Twitter handle and effing Oakley's in his pickup truck for his profile picture. That's Orlovsky. He's that dude on Twitter. And somebody has set him up there with his douchey ass, like clear frame glasses and made him seem like he's some sort of football intellectual. And I'm tired of him. He sucks. But to to me, it's so just disingenuous to tell me, I don't understand. Like what's the reaction? He's a troll. You don't understand. Like that's going to be the number one. When, when they come on TV, Oh, at the top of the hour, that's going to be the number one thing. It's going to own the internet, and that's on purpose. That is that is absolutely on purpose. Uh, Geno Smith has not thrown for 265 yards in the final five weeks of the season. All right, this the the whole Seattle thing, and I was I put Seattle five in my power rankings. Like Seattle, you know, they stopped playing well. They scored 13 and 10 points and 19 points. They lost three of their final five. That's why you can talk about Geno's year. That's where you and I yeah. are differing, Choppy. The year versus like right now. Despite the Commanders game, Dak Prescott, you can't tell me that Geno Smith has been playing better than Dak over the last month. That's the way I base my list. So that's Orlovsky right there. Um, and there it is. He's gone full-blown, as uh, Frank said on Twitter, one of our Tolos. Mm. Nick Wright on the other network, my former colleague in Kansas City. He had a take on number four. But Dak does not have a legacy. At all? No. What's DeMar DeRozan's legacy? Oh, Certain guys <laughs> don't have legacies. And DeMar he can DeRozan. start to build oh. one, theoretically, this postseason. But right now, Dak Prescott, in the regular season and the playoffs, is Kirk Cousins with mattress commercials. Kirk Cousins don't have no legacy. He has now. Kirk Cousins, I guess, has a, a negative legacy, if you will, about the night games and nationally televised yeah. games. And Dak didn't have that since Dak's rookie year. He's been to the Pro Bowl once. He's been to round two once. He has one playoff win. He turns 30 this summer, and up to this point, he peaked as a rookie. He's fine, and if you have a fine quarterback because you're seeing what teams that don't have a quarterback, the the NFL hell they're in, you you stick with them. But Dak Prescott's legacy, 
Legacy needs to be saved <laughs> for guys that are a few tiers above Dak Prescott. So his legacy is not on the line because there's not a legacy to put on the line. I, I, I agree with absolutely everything that he said. 100% correct. I take those words more seriously, though. Elite, great, legend, goat, legacy. It's not an insult to Dak that he doesn't have a legacy. His legacy is, like, tremendous human being. I think of his fa- overcoming his family tragedies, fourth rounder. That is his legacy or the career storybook on him. $40 million a year from a fourth round pick. He doesn't have a legacy, and Kirk Cousins doesn't have a legacy. Kirk Cousins' legacy is playing on the franchise tag. That's it's a, it. He's it's on the uh, – on, on the. Um, what is that? Sleep? That's Kirk Cousins' sleep number commercial. So I just want to fact check that. <laughs> Kirk Cousins does have sleep number commercials. Wow, but Bobby. not national. You told him. I did. I maybe did. just I in did. Minneapolis. <laughs> uh, maybe just in Minneapolis. God. Every time that damn sleep number commercial comes out with Dak. Sarah just gets all in her feels because his dumpy just popping out there. Huh? Dak's Dude. dumpy. What is a dumpy? His butt. The dump truck. Yeah, they call it, <sighs> call it a dumpy. Does he kid. have hemis? No, but I do right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got brought in my... You want to talk about an old show? Yeah. I brought in my heating pad for Choppy in his yeah. chair right now. He's heating all, pads hold here. Up, hold up the heating pad for the fan the, cam. The heating pad's right here. Where, where am I at? Look at that. Here's the heating pad. <laughs> I'm about to stick this on my butt because I got some Hemis coming in. Yeah. All right, so Chop, this did not trip. turn This did not turn you at all on, on Orlovsky. And you know what's most yeah, important? Think, yeah, he's wrong. Like he, he's, Is he trolling, though? Is he wrong or is he is he trolling? That's I don't it. think he's trolling. I think he's just dumb. That's it. It's, he's not, it's not just that he's wrong. It's that he's lying. That's the thing. That's the question. What I want to know is what the fan text looks like. I want to know if it's more pro or anti a hated media figure in this town, Dan Orlovsky, for putting Dak 12 on his QB ranking list. Yeah, look, I I believe that Stephen A., Skip Bayless, lie. I don't believe former football players, basketball players, lie to you about their rankings. I just think he sees it differently, and he's wrong. I don't believe, yeah, I don't believe Dan Orlovsky is, you know, doing this on purpose. Okay. I just think he's an idiot sometimes. Okay. I think he's doing it on purpose, and I think we've got more than enough evidence of him completely contradicting himself 24 hours later on several topics that will tell you he is just saying whatever the producers want. You say players don't do that. Kendrick Perkins has admitted he just says whatever the producers tell him to. So we know Orlovsky, that's one player who does. Or Dan kind of said that on this show. What are the Tolos saying? Agreement or disagreement? I'm, o- outrage or agreement? It's. I mean, there's generally not outrage. The, the fan text is pretty heavy anti-DAC. Uh, but, I mean, the, the, it feels like there's a little bit of an over-exaggeration. They fall down. Probably like choppy in between you and me and Orlovsky on the rankings is what it looks like. like you can you can think that I don't think saying that Dak doesn't have a legacy is insulting to Dak Prescott. No, that's he Nick Wright though. Yeah, Dak doesn't have like he doesn't have a legacy yet. There is none. Right. Um. You know, putting Dak Prescott somewhere like the third worst quarterback of all of them going in, that's crazy. That's that's yeah that, that's, yeah, that's that's wrong. Crazy. It's wrong. He, he's not the third worst quarterback going into the playoffs. All right, the second worst quarterback in the NFC according to Orlovsky. We were all talking yesterday about how he's the top. Probably. And where did you have him in your NFC quarterback rankings? In the NFC. You argued he could be the best. It could be if if Hertz was not healthy. I think he would be the best in the NFC. Uh, but I think personally, right now, NFC quarterback rankings in the postseason, Hertz and then Dak. Okay. 
in the NFC. Rod Marinelli, the AFC's got every great quarterback. Rod Marinelli helps us scout the Buccaneers, the whale legend of the NFL, former Cowboy Rod Marinelli, with a little history quiz for Coach after this. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Babe Laufenberg is coming up at 8.40 this morning, but right now a special guest. He is the former defensive coordinator, a defensive legend throughout the league, Head coach Rod, well, former head coach as well, Rod Marinelli, back on the show on the Diamond Factory Hotline here on Sean RJ, along with Bobby Bell. Good morning, coach. How are you? Morning, man. Great to be with you. What have you been up to? Where, where are you living these days? I'm in South Lake, Texas. We came back here. I uh, love it here. And we had kept our home here after we went to Vegas. And uh, so it's been great. And, uh, just spent a lot of time with my beautiful wife, and she is a football junkie, so we're oh. having a great time together. Do you think that she could teach or know more than most analysts on radio or TV <laughs> when it comes to football? Do you do you stop down and, 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 and teach X's and O's? Is she to that level more than us? I tell you, she's impressive now. <laughs> and, and my two daughters are all in it, and so they're on the phone all week talking about who's winning, who's doing this, so... 
it, it makes it fun, and uh, she's she's a great buddy. Are you done coaching? Right now, yes. And uh, I always keep things open in my eyes. I wanted to take the full year off, just sit and not commit to anything. And then uh, and I've really enjoyed what I've this past year. It's been terrific. We've traveled together and done so many good things. And she's been an incredible football wife. So I'm really enjoying this time. Coach, you know, we, uh, we're heading into this game that the Cowboys have with the Buccaneers. Everybody's uh, talking about the the Tom Brady mystique and, and things yeah. like that. And, and just, you know, his legacy and, and how difficult of a psychological hurdle that can be. Is that something that is just something we talk about? Or is, is that a real thing you think that you have to prepare players for is like, Hey, don't let, don't, you know, he's, he's just a guy at the end of the day too. Don't let his legacy overwhelm you. You know, I, it's, it's in everybody's mind when you play a, play a man like this and all the things he's achieved. Uh, in his career so especially as you come down to the end of a game you know how he reacts he's smooth he's calm and so that that's a that's a major challenge but uh, this is going to be a terrific game I think just a terrific game coach what do you do with pressure against a guy who famously gets it out this quick do you try to rush him the same uh, what, what would be your approach uh, going up against Brady with, with how quick he gets this ball out throughout his career yeah, the one thing they have done, you know, Dallas has done under Dan Quinn, I think, a terrific job of, and their their two line coaches, um, I think they've done a terrific job of being able to create matchups up front. And it's not to have three really dynamic rushers like they have. I mean, D-Law, Parsons, and Armstrong. And then that those young guys inside can get it going. To me, for me, that's the best opportunity, best way to be able to beat a guy like this because you're playing great coverage, you're getting a lot of eyes on the ball, and th- those front guys got to come. And they've done that all year. So the matchups there is great. Dan's done a great job creating matchups. And then you blitz when you want to blitz. You don't blitz because you have to blitz. Mm. And I-, I think the other thing they've just done a terrific job all year is how he's rotated those guys. They're fresh, and the game's going to, usually in the NFL is going to come down to two minutes. So if you can keep those those rushers fresh in that fourth quarter, and to me that's the best way. And good pressure, and the ball's out, and you get you guys breaking on the ball. Rod Marinelli joining us here, 105 through the fan. I, I know they've used Micah mostly as an edge this year, but would you use him from the you know kind of from the middle this in this game against Brady just to get that pressure? You know, from over center? You know, Dan's done a great job moving this guy around. And that's one of the things you don't know where he is going to line up. So he's got the attention of all five guys or possibly a back. So I just think when you talk about scheming and how you defend a guy like uh, Tom Brady, one of the greatest ever, obviously, is you've got different looks, especially up front matchups that you're looking at all week versus the offensive line. And uh, they're really well-schooled in uh, the fundamentals of pass rush. They really are. They're, I really enjoyed watching them. So that's going to be a terrific matchup, and you got to go win your one-on-ones. Does Parsons remind you of anybody, Coach? Boy, you know, the you hate putting labels on 
young players, you know, as you've seen them, but, you know, you look at LT, you know, that type of guy coming off the edge, um, that explosiveness, um, he's rare. And his motor, I love the motor. That's the number one thing I've always, he he doesn't give up on plays. And it's like law, you know, and Armstrong, they they don't give up on plays. They just keep coming. So they've got, uh, you know, they're set. That, the way they play defense, they're set for this playoff game, I believe. Coach, we're, we always uh, try to simplify it and say, okay, they got Mike Evans, we got Diggs, just follow them. There you go. That's the one-on-one matchup and then the difficulty of switching sides. How, how difficult is the reality of switching sides for corners? How rare is it that you can just say, all right, you go and get him? Why, why is it so tough? Well, I, I think it's time over task in football, in my mind, time over task. That means how much time have I spent on this one skill and this one technique? Mm. And it's like a guy can play a three technique inside to a, then they move them to a five technique, all those things that takes time, especially when you're a a fundamentally sound defense, like, like uh, Dallas is and where they believe in execution and the details. So, Time over task, I've always been, that's always stayed with me. That's me. And uh, how much time has he done this one task? And all of a sudden you ask him to do something different later in the season, how much time on that task? So they know exactly how much time they've done, and uh, they're smart. Dan does a terrific job, so he'll, he'll weigh all those things. Coach, you uh, obviously spent uh, a, a lot of time in, in practice uh, competing against Dak Prescott, and and you were in the, those you know locker rooms with him. I, I think a lot of people hear us talk about the intangibles and the leadership and those sorts of traits with Dak, and yeah. and it maybe doesn't resonate from from our perspective the same way it does with people who've been in there. Just talk about how impactful you you think th- those traits from Dak Prescott are, his leadership and and those intangibles and the things that he brings to the table there. Okay, I'd love to do that. I always believe in a couple words, a word that's important. I think the number one thing in the NFL and for a team is morale. And morale is built around toughness and strength and leadership. Dak has all of that. And, I mean, that builds the morale of an offensive line, knowing what you've got back there in terms of his toughness. And you know he's going to come through. And he's played injured. And he's positive. And that is just not for that position, not just for the offense. It's for the whole team. That's how you build the morale of a team, through toughness. And um, they know, as this thing goes, just like Tom Brady, you know, you know he's tough coming down at the end. And uh, so that's what one of the things, plus he's a talented quarterback. He's got great experience. He's got a great head coach in Mac, and who's a, who I really admire. And uh, he knows how to get the most out of a quarterback. So um, that's what I think he, he'll bring. I know he'll bring it. He's going to go compete. There's no doubt in my mind. Great answer. Rod Marinelli here on Sean and RJ, Diamond Factory Hotline. Can you talk a little bit more about uh, your experience or what you like so much about uh, Mike McCarthy? Oh, God. I've uh, competed against him for so long, uh, all over the years, and 
when he was an assistant and the whole thing. I, I just think he's a steady hand, especially, you know, as you get into the playoff, he's been there. He's been there and he's done it. And, you know, that 2010 team he had was just in Green Bay, just uh, amazing what he did. And went in as a wild card team with a great quarterback, which a lot of the same components here. I really like this defense at Dallas. So with what the speed and the activity and the takeaways that they have, but ability. But I just think he is a steady hand. He's a veteran. He's strong. He commands respect. Those are the things you want going in uh, to the playoff, a cool hand, and he has that. Coach, what's the matchup you're most looking forward to seeing in this one, and what's one that might give the Cowboys a little bit of problems? I, I think the two matchups I'm really excited about, you know, being a – I love the, the front. So, you know, the rush matchups, I'm really excited to see that. Uh, I know Hankins is hopefully coming back, so that's a matchup inside for the run game because you can't, you know, as good as Tom Brady is, those good quarterbacks know how to use a run game too, and that's a physical back. But uh, I think, you know, that will help. And then I just really uh, looking forward to the O-line and the D-line versus Tampa's D-line, you know, and uh, there's some real warriors in that front, you know, um, Martin and uh, Tyron Smith and some of those men. So it's, it's, it's a great, great Monday night matchup that, that you're excited about. And they learned, you know, as people talk about all that last game to me, you look at it, you evaluate it, you move on, outlook is forward. And that's what they're, I know that's what they're doing. And learn from it, and now it's so far behind you, you can't even remember it. Go <laughs> play this game. All right, Coach. This was an annual exercise we did with you at training camp. At the very yeah, end. Yeah, sure, I remember. All right, when you sit down with us, we got to test. We got to see how much you've rushed up on your history. <laughs> RJ's a history buff, so... Let's see oh. if you can pass this with flying colors again. Well, make it easy now. I've, I've not been <laughs> as diligent. No, go ahead. <laughs> All right. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll do some battle names from World War II. How about that? Are you well-versed in those? I'm solid, yeah. Okay, very He's good. good in everything. Yeah. He's just being humble, Chuck. All right. <laughs> Give it to him. What was the name of the battle of the Pacific between the U.S. Navy and the Imperial Japanese Navy in June of '42? Midway. That's correct. Oh, oh he worried me. Wow. He had me worried. Oh, man. <laughs> I was a little bit yeah. worried there. All right. Okay. Uh, let's see. From 44 to 45, uh, the Germans increased their troops for what World War II battle and major counteroffensive? Battle of Bulge. That is correct. Wow. Two for two. No hesitation. No hesitation. <laughs> What was the longest battle of World War II? A long, good one. Hmm. I was it's probably in the Pacific, I would think. Uh, maybe um, uh, that's a good Guadalcanal. No, it was the, they said the Battle of Atlantic. Hey, don't buzz him, Peyton. <laughs> don't Peyton buzz him. Don't have the answers in front of you. Yeah, leave the, yeah. don't they buzz, don't coach. The in front don't of buzz, you. coach. <laughs> last one, last right, one. Last one, last one. Uh, let's go with, uh, all right, this, this, is not, this is not World War II. This happened in oh. southern Montana. 
What was the name of the Battle of Custer's Last Stand? Uh, Bighorn. That's correct. There he is. 75%. He got a 75 on I was always a C student. (laughs) Dang. I'm used to being 100%. I got me. Good job on that one. Coach, it was was awesome hearing from you again. Thank you so much for your time. You're welcome anytime. We'd love to hear that you're still living locally and enjoy the games this weekend, sir. You're a class act. Hey, you guys are class acts. I, I really appreciate you. And go Cowboys, huh? Yes, sir. Yes. Thank you. Rod Marinelli, yeah. the legend, on the Diamond Factory Hotline. Babe Laufenberg previews Tampa right after this. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. It's Sean and RJ along with Bobby Belt here on DFW Sports Station. All the Tolos loving that Peyton buzzed Rod Marinelli in our history yeah. quiz. I just want to know, how did you know that was the wrong answer? I didn't give you the answers. Are you? No, no, you said, you said ah, no, it was, and so I buzzed. Yeah, he never ah. would have prematurely buzzed. He had his finger a- over the buzzer. He was just waiting for it is what it was. <laughs> waiting to light up Rod Marinelli. Let's bring in Babe Laufenberg, Cowboys color analyst, on the Diamond Factory hotline. He will have the call Monday night. He doesn't like that they're playing this on Monday night. We already discussed his tweet. We brought mm-hmm. it up with Jerry Jones as well. Good morning, Babe. How are you? Uh, good morning. Great. And let me just tell you very briefly, I, I listened to Rod Marinelli there. I love Rod. And I would not have been offended if I got a text from Peyton Russell, your producer, saying, hey, babe, we're not going to need you this week. We're going to extend Rod Marinelli's segment (laughs) into what is typically your segment. I would have said, totally understand. Babe, let me ask this. Is there another coach as different on the field versus off the field that you've ever been around than Rod? Oh, wow. Um, You know, I guess there's a few, but certainly he, you know, he's on the short list. 
what I really love, I'll never forget this, and, uh, and Rob was great to me. I'd go up, talk to him about things and game plan and defense and why they do this. And what I always loved about Rod Marinelli was anytime you asked him a question, not just me, anyone, yeah. he, he looked you straight in the eye, yeah. and it looked like it was the most important question he was going to answer that day. Yeah. I mean, just locked straight on you. So I always appreciated that. Um, okay, so we're, we're in training camp. Uh, a number of years ago, whenever it was, but obviously Coach Marinelli was coaching the D-line. So he's out there, and he's screaming at him. He's, I am not going to – now there's some expletives in there, as you guys know, mm-hmm. right? I am not going to put up with this bleep. I'm tired of this bleep. I'm not – this is not – I'm not going to tolerate it anymore. This is the end of this bleep going on. I'm not having this bleep. I went up to him after practice. I said, Coach <laughs> – I said it was, and it sounded like it had been going on all year, right? First practice, and I am I am so tired of this. <laughs> <laughs> so that will always stick out of my mind. He said, oh, you can't let up on these guys for a minute. <laughs> yeah, Marinelli, uh, my, my favorite drill all the years in Oxnard was just O-line, D-line, one-on-one, or uh, group with Marinelli yep. right there. Pass rush drill. That's that was the best. All right, so why why do you have such a strong opinion that this game should not be played on Monday night? Well, I, I think everyone should, and that doesn't mean they should agree with my opinion, but I, I just think it's ridiculous to put this thing on Monday night um, for any team, any team. Yeah. Cowboys are going to get back. You know, we'll be on the charter. We're going to get back somewhere around 3.30 in the morning, right, mm. give or take probably 15 minutes or something. These coaches have to go in and get ready for a game plan on a short week. And and even Tampa playing at home, it'll be a little bit different for them um, because, you know, they're going to go back to their own beds. They're going to get to bed at 2 o'clock in the morning or something. You can go up and have your work day. These coaches are not going to get to sleep until 5 in the morning, somewhere around there. And they're going to be right back in the office having a game plan on a short week. And I just think, Hey, during the regular season, everybody goes through something in the schedule where it, it's not perfect, right? We know that. And if you're the Cowboys, you can go through a lot of that because you're always on these primetime games, right? So I, I just think you can't look at this and say, how do we how do we do this to this team? Because the Cowboys will most likely, most likely be on the road in the second round, right, if they win. So you're going to come back on Monday morning, well, really Tuesday morning, and get ready for a, a game that you're going to have to travel to could be San Francisco, could be Philadelphia. And you're going to have to travel there on a short week. And I just think it puts you at a competitive disadvantage. And I just think in the playoffs, everything has to be geared toward making it just fair. as even as po- Yeah. As fair as possible for the teams. Again, regular season, 17 games, there's going to come a time where, you know, you're, you're trying to schedule all these games, whatever it is now, 271, used to be 256, where, hey, it's not going to match up perfectly for you. But that should not be in the playoffs. Way too much at stake in these playoffs to do that. That's my opinion. Yes, sir. Babe Laufenberg here on The Fan. Uh, always like taking advantage of your film study. Did you watch game one again? Uh, <laughs> uh, wh- wh- what do you take well, I'm only for- laughing. I was talking to Peyton, your producer, on the break, and I said I just – looked at the whole game again last night yeah uh, all 22 and uh yeah and they throttled them pretty good the one thing i kind of forgot from game one you know zeke ran the ball pretty well he only had a long run of seven 
But he oh. had 52 yards on 10 carries, and, and it was a bunch of four and five and six, and the, he ran the ball fairly well against them. Uh, actually, I'd say very well. Uh, obviously, they got behind, and, and the game turned into a passing game, so had to kind of get away from it. Now, we're as we all know, we're, we're four months down the road, so yeah. a lot of things have changed. Um, but But they ran the ball better than I thought, and then – you know, they just locked him up, and CD got frustrated. You could just watching the tape; you could just feel the frustration again. They they took him out of the game, not by doubling or anything. They just Cowboys ran a bunch of option routes with CD in that game, and they just didn't look very good. I don't even know if they run them anymore with him. But uh, you know, and they, hey, they were Cowboys were kind of feeling out their offense and their way through that thing. But um, yeah, certainly did not play well. What have you seen? from the Bucks' offense on tape? Well, they they just – they never really hit stride uh, until – if you watched two weeks ago, <laughs> and Mike Evans had three touchdowns. I mean, Evans only had six touchdown passes – or receptions, excuse me, um, this season. Um, three of them came in the Carolina game, right, and had 200 and change, but uh, – you know, they have not been able to run the ball. They really don't try. They were last in the NFL in rushing, which I think bodes well for Dallas because, as we all know, the the, the weak spot, well, up until the corner situation <laughs> yeah. evolved a couple of weeks ago, you know, has been the run. And when Tampa Bay came in here the first time, and Mike McCarthy has said it many times, uh, you know, you, you kept waiting for Tampa to throw the ball in that game one this year. And they came out the first series and ran it. And I was like, okay, well, they, they showed something. Now they'll start throwing it. And they came out second series and ran it. And they ran it. <laughs> so they, they kind of went away from script in that first game. Um, but, again, they have, not been a, they have not been a good rushing team all year long. So uh, I, I think the Cowboys should be able to handle that aspect of Tampa Bay's offense. What's been wrong with Tom Brady this year and the passing game? You got Evans, you got Goblin, and you're scoring 17 points a game. It's been off, hasn't it? And, and I happen to – you guys probably have too. It seems like Tampa's played a lot of the Sunday or Monday or just games where at least I had the opportunity to watch them. You know, if they play Sunday opposite Cowboys, you don't really see them. You see some highlights. But uh, they, they just look out of sync, don't they? I mean, they just don't look right. Yeah. But, you know, they've still got number 12 back there, and that scares me. <laughs> I don't care how old he is. I don't care how many divorces he's been through this year. <laughs> I, don't, I don't care about any of it. You, you see 12, and you just say, you get that sinking feeling of, oh, no, right? You know, hey, how about this one? Tom Brady, playoff win. He has more playoff wins than the other 13 quarterbacks combined. Combine the other 13. <laughs> you know who he is tied with in playoff wins, though? The Dallas Cowboys. Oh, no. I mean, I don't mean Dak Prescott. I mean the franchise. Holy cow! They, they, they both got thirty-five. <laughs> is that is that crazy? Yeah, nuts. That's crazy. So, uh, babe, a lot of guys coming back off of injury here. You're gonna get Tyler Biotis, Jonathan Hankins, Leighton Van Der Esch. Yep. Uh, which one do you think has the chance to be the most impactful for this specific game? Oh, I, I think it's Leighton. Um, you know, Jerome. Uh, Damone Clark has come in and, you know, he's done a nice job, but he had been hurt coming in, uh, obviously didn't have camp, the whole nine yards. I just think uh, aside from what 
the coaches and players talk about, which I'm not privy to, uh, of getting guys lined up and being that vocal leader in, in, on the defense and, and being the guy who sets a lot of the fronts and, uh, for the defensive line and things of that nature. He just uh, he, He's just so much more physical than what they've had in there. And he, he goes sideline to sideline, as we know. And I, I think Leighton's one of those guys, um, fellas, where I'm, I wasn't of this ilk, but you know, people, oh, Leighton, they're overpaying him, they're this, they're that. He's a number one, should be better. And then you don't have him, and it's like, oh, boy, do we miss him. Right, right. <laughs> I, think, I think Anthony Brown's a little bit of that guy, right? There's a lot of vitriol throwing Anthony Brown's way, and then you don't have him, and you're like, oh, boy. Maybe he was a little better than we thought. So I think I think Leighton's going to be a, a big factor in this ball game and for this defense. Babe, uh, Dak was horrible at the end of the season, and he was horrible in the first game yeah. of the season. Uh, yeah. Three points scored. This Cowboys offense against this Buccaneers defense could look like what, in your opinion? Well, they, they just – Tampa Bay locked down the Cowboys receivers in that first game. Um, I, I think at some point here they're going to have to take some deep shots, and I mean early, double move, get the – Tampa Bay defenders off them. You go back and looked at the game. Every ball was basically contested. I mean, they they jumped routes. They they were not afraid of a deep threat in that in that game. Tampa Bay did not appear to be. So I, I honestly, if I'm Kellen Moore, I, I try to back them off early with a couple of shots. And I always call them investments. You don't even need to hit them necessarily. <laughs> Obviously, you want to, mm. right? But all of a sudden, when that corner realizes, oh geez, they may try to run by me here. They, they play things a little bit differently. Um, I think T.Y. Hilton, I would have him more involved in this game because if you want to talk about somebody that can run by you, even at 33, it's still T.Y. Hilton. Um, you know, Noah Brown may be the best route runner, um, but he just doesn't threaten anybody with his speed. So they're, they're going to be jumping all those, those short and Back them off a little bit with a couple of double moves early. Don't wait till the fourth quarter. And, and then play the game from there. Babe, last one, few seconds left. Your thoughts on the Mike McCarthy job security that we may or may not have started Tuesday. <laughs> I, 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 I kind of laugh. I mean, only from the standpoint that this is a guy that's gone 12 and 5, right, consecutive years, and you've been to the playoffs two consecutive years. You, you, we can, we all know the stats, no coach, no team. The Cowboys haven't made it. I mean, they're 12 and five. They're not sneaking in. Right. I mean, Tampa Bay is, let's face it. They're sneaking in, in a bad division at eight and nine Cowboys would have had the opportunity to do that in 2020, but obviously they were, they were poor that year, went through a lot of quarterbacks, a whole nine yards. But uh, I mean, to me, you want to be like the Pittsburgh Steelers. And that means knocking on the door every year. Pittsburgh's always knocking on the door. doesn't mean they get there. doesn't mean they win it. But if you get there enough, eventually you're going to break through. And you go back to so many of these playoff games, and I know we got to wrap this up, but, you know, New England doesn't win if there's not the tuck rule in 2001 and Adam Vinatieri hits a 45-yard field goal in a damn blizzard, right? <laughs> the, the non-call pass interference against the Rams, they don't make, they don't make the Super Bowl. If that is officiated correctly, it's, it's New Orleans, right? I mean, the list goes on and on about one play turning the fortunes of a game. So you just got to hope you stay close and you hope that the the ball bounces your way. I mean, as we know, the ball bounces funny ways. It is not a perfect game. 
there's going to be things that happen in the game that you're going to have to and you, you just got to try to be the team that can do it. Awesome stuff. Thank you, brother. As always, have a great trip and a great call. We will be listening. Babe Laufenberg on the Diamond Factory Hotline. We have video of the Odell incident and his Sean Payton coaching in Texas. Just not for the Cowboys. Final hour Thursday after this. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.